What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the TWC Stay Hated Podcast. On this episode, I got a chance to sit down and chat with Mike Van Wick. Before I get into the details of the episode, just want to remind everybody that Patreon is up and running. It's a great way to support the show. The link is in the trigger warning bio. Uh, if you don't want to do that, if you want to share, like, rate, subscribe, tell your friends, that would be great. And if you want to just sit and listen, that's cool, too. I appreciate you. Uh, this episode was sick. Mike is awesome. He has very strong strong opinions about how to train uh, and how things should be done and he's been in this game for a very long time uh, his YouTube channel is sick his Instagram is sick uh, and he has a ton of great information and a ton of uh, great little like sound bites of how you should apl- like approach your training and how you should view it and uh, from a bodybuilding uh, standpoint really cool episode whether you're a bodybuilder or powerlifter I think this dude's stuff uh, is applicable to both sides of the fence, just sort of in the inverse way. So, uh, don't want to give anything else away about it. Uh, this is episode 151 of the TWC Stay Hated podcast. Enjoy it. of the TWC Stay Hated Podcast. On this episode, I am joined by Mike Van Wick. Uh, this dude is huge. He's a monster. He's kind of like blowing up on the internet in these past couple months, but he's been in the game for fucking ever. Um, and I really liked his content, uh, so I reached out to him, wanted to get him on the show. I kind of like the, the whole vibe of his channel uh, and the aesthetic of the whole thing, so I wanted to get him on here and chat about lifting and gym culture and all that stuff so mike how you doing buddy i'm good how are you man i'm very well you have a very uh zero bullshit (laughs) uh sort of presence on the internet recently like everything i've seen has been so fucking refreshing um so let me just like easy questions dude like how old are you now and and when did you get into uh like lifting weights um on like in like a competitive aspect as far as bodybuilding or or whatever you want to call it well, I'll be 40, I'll be 42 in a week, basically. Um, I've been lifting since, I don't even know, I gotta think back on that one. I've probably been lifting, like, seriously and, like, trying to attempt to know what I was doing since probably, like, ninth grade-ish, eighth grade-ish. So, I mean, I got into lifting, I got into lifting originally just because of, like, I got in, I like bodybuilding and I like wrestling and those two kind of... Uh, at a young age, I thought those two were the same thing. Okay. Like, you know, every wrestler, every wrestler back then was jacked to the fucking gills, right? And now, if I just figured like, oh, it's just, they kind of go hand in hand, so I kind of wanted to look like the Ultimate Warrior or these other guys. So I was like, bodybuilders look like that. Why don't I train in that fashion, right? Sure. I kind of, and then it kind of, kind of evolved into. I played football and I played rugby and I just, I was lifting to be bigger, stronger, faster for those sports and it's kind of evolved from that. Once I stopped playing football in college down in Rhode Island, I just kind of segued like right 
into bodybuilding because it's what it's what I wanted to like. It's what I was passionate about, but I obviously to everyone out there, it's pretty obvious you can't be a bodybuilder and a football player at the same time. It's pretty fucking tough. So <laughs> I was like, I also I also had no fucking clue. Looking back, I had no fucking reference point of like how hard bodybuilding was actually to do. Right, so. It was not something that I was going to be able to half-ass where I'd be like, oh, I'm going to be a bodybuilder and do a competition. Like, no. (laughs) Yeah, there's a little more that goes into it than, like, training for a sport. I I heard a quote from you saying that, like, during football season, you'd be kind of like biding your time for when you could just lift weights to lift weights were you uh how do i say this were you like were you good at football like were you a stud player or were you a dude that was there that was kind of in the background and more more there for the training aspect i mean looking back i I think i was good enough to to play where i played like i wasn't definitely by no means good enough to play pro football or like be on that kind of level athletically like but I mean, I got to where I got playing, like, got a scholarship to University of Rhode Island, and I mean, I think I was good enough, hopefully I was good enough to play there, and they don't really tell you when you're there that you're shit of your shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I just, I was, it was just something I was always into, and like, but like I said before, like, I was just, my true enjoyment of playing football was this whole notion of, like, getting bigger and stronger all the time. I mean, so... I was more into like the like I I loved like off season lifting and like lifting in the winter like getting ready for spring ball and then lifting in the summer getting ready for the season coming up like that's the shit that like got me jacked up I didn't I didn't necessarily I like to see the results like like the results that came from that hard work on the field yeah but like my enjoyment I really enjoyed like being in the weight room and like making progress there and just seeing improvements in my physique right so did you play Because you look, you look like a real big guy, but you, I'm assuming you were bigger than you are now when you were like competitively bodybuilding and shit. Like, how big have you gotten post career? Yep. 
beige again. So unless it's just to look good at the beach, look good at the beach, or fit into clothing or whatever, I don't need to like. I'm not going to be obsessing about my my size or my weight. To be honest with you, I have good faith in myself, but I'm not going to let myself go and turn into some flat slob. But <laughs> on the other end of the scale, like I I enjoy eating, and I'm not going to fucking go through my whole life from things just so I can like feel good in a selfie I take like just I don't no, that's, people that obsess about doing it if you're not competing yeah it doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense like do you uh, do you still enjoy like because especially with, with kind of what you preach, like you're not moving like big weights, almost like intentionally moving. It's seemingly like the least weight you can move to get the response that you want. Do you still enjoy training after all this time? Or do you enjoy like helping people and kind of educating people more? Because like by the looks of you, like you still train fucking hard. You're a big guy. Like, um, do you still like enjoy that? Or is it just something that you do because you've been doing it for so long? Like we've been watching your stuff because obviously I'm a powerlifter and 
I trained conjugate. So it's like, you know, the main movement and then all the accessories are basically bodybuilding movements for the most part. And we've really been like accessing like a lot of the different angles that you talk about and like locking on lat and like not squeezing everything with my hand when I'm doing push downs or, or whatever. And like the hip placement on lat pulls and all this stuff. And it's fucking sick, dude, because it all is very simple stuff that I feel like most people have never spent the time to think about. Do you have like a, do you have like a degree? Not that it matters, dude, all the numbers and letters after people's names, I don't feel like they matter that much, but like, do you have a degree in this shit or is this all stuff that you've learned like hands-on just fucking around in the gym, being in the gym forever? interesting point like being a coach that isn't getting on stage again in his career but like is willing to kind of like you're almost willing to kind of like fuck up one of your training days in order to figure out something that doesn't work so you don't give it to somebody else it's like a really smart way to look at that i um 
it's it's really interesting to think about all the different angles and shit you can do with bodybuilding with, with powerlifting it's kind of more minimalized but like uh are you a are you a person who believes in like all of that like old bro science stuff where it's like confuse the muscle and all that or do you think there's like staples that people can ride for a, a long period of time are you always changing the movements in in like a i guess in your prime or with people that you're working with now yeah so i mean i just i i kind of keep the same staples in a lot of the time like i just or like the same like for chess let's say like all of this certain machines i'm really a fan of that pure muscle that i use or like any other gym i've been at i'll become a fan of like the different movements of different machines so i kind of stick to those i i I steer hard away from barbell pressing. I don't, I'm not a fan of barbell pressing for like the average person. I don't understand why they do it. Just because there's, it's such an intricate thing, right? It's like deadlifting. It's like, it's not as simple as picking up the bar and putting it down. As much as everyone wants to think it is, right? There's so much that goes into that, but like your average gym goer understands like, yeah, I, I put heavy weight on the bar and I push it off my chest. It's like, yeah, but you're also just like, there's a lot that goes into that and there's a lot that can go wrong. So it's like, I, I choose to stay with machines and the only free weight thing I really do for dumb for chest, let's say, is like dumbbell press just because I like I like the range that you can get on the dumbbell press better than a barbell, obviously, because obviously deeper. So, I mean, I'll keep like the staples in for different body parts and like, legs let's say I'm always I'll always have some type of hack or squatting movement that's not barbell I'm not a fan of that either so it's just like I try tend to stick to the same stuff a lot of the time but I'll just fuck with like the tempo or the intensity or like drop sets or rest pauses or anything like stuff like that so I'm and maybe there's lifts that I deem to be kind of auxiliary or like extra lifts I could say or like add-ons culture as far as like the history of it but like what would your response be to like you know like the old time guys and whatever were back squatting they were fucking they were probably front squatting too they were you know bench pressing and stuff like are the people now like so freaky big and muscular that like there's no way they could get that way with a barbell were the drugs better back then like was like what like how can arnold look like that using a regular bench um and 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 you're advocating for not i'm just curious like what's your response when people say that obviously you know what you're fucking talking about but what's the the where's the disconnect so like guys, guys back then and even people nowadays right like there's not every gym you go to and everywhere is going to be some well-equipped like state-of-the-art experience sure like you have to get good at the, you have to get good at the basics like those guys back in arnold's day anywhere near the amount of equipment and the, and I think the, the amount of like technology that we have today when it comes to the gym like if you look at if you look at like Panada as an example of like or Atlantis as, as an example of an equipment manufacturer like 
row for a barbell row. Like, they might still do the barbell row, yeah, but they'll definitely take advantage of, like, this clean machine that hits, like, a perfect buy on your back. And, you know what I mean? So it's out of necessity they became very good at these lifts. But it's not to say that, like, those lifts are the reason why they look like, the reason why they developed the way they did. They got very good at those lifts, and the body developed the way it did. But as we can see, like, Arnold was who he was, and he was fantastic, and one of the best bodybuilders ever, but he also couldn't stand on stage with guys today. Yeah. Like in, the open, in, in, the, in the open class, do you know what I mean? Like, so it's like there's a different level of development happening now, and it's like, not to say, like, because there's guys like Branch Warren and Ronnie, obviously, like, they trained at Metroflex in these, like, gyms with nothing but, like, these basic, like, barbells, dumbbells, like, leg press, like, they had hack squats, like, whatever, right? They had the basics, and they got it done. So, yeah, just, Wouldn't you say that those dudes are so freaky that they could have fucking done anything, though? Like, you know? It's like, it's like, it's like what I say to, it's like what I say to Quentin a lot of the time, uh, Quentin up here in, up here Muscle in Canada is with HD. Quentin's like, in my opinion, going to be the next biggest thing in bodybuilding. Okay. He already is, but like I'm talking like I'm talking like Ronnie Coleman level. Like we're gonna be talking about one like back until our kids or grandkids I used to train at the same gym as Quentin, right? Okay. So it's like I tell Quentin all the time, like like you can literally look at weights, dude, and you're gonna fucking grow. <laughs> There's nothing like just just show up and do the fucking work. And let your genetics and your body do the rest because they're like years ahead of everyone. So as long as you're not doing complete stupidity and curling five pound dumbbells the rest of your life, you're obviously going to challenge yourself to be better, lift, lift a little heavier, feel a little more. Like you're going to always be challenging yourself as a bodybuilder. If you stay on that basic path, there's no limit to your development. Not to say like, oh, if you want to get this big, you need to squat at least seven plates. It's like, no, you fucking don't. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's cool. Like, if you can, if your strength dictates that you do get up to squatting that amount of weight with perfect form and like really, like really proficiently, then by all means. But these kids nowadays, unfortunately, see these guys who lift these massive amount of weights, and they might be doing it very well, but it's taken them two or three decades to get to be able to lift that kind of weight that well. And these kids now see this kid doing it, so they see a video of a guy doing it that they like, and they're like, oh, I need to do that. But you don't know what, what the years and the, and the fucking like, pain and suffering that's gone into be able to do that. You're just seeing a guy lifting weights, and you're like, oh, I want to be as big as him. Let me lift the weights that he lifts, and I'll look like that. Like, no, man, not even close. Like, <laughs> yeah. if that's the case, if that's the case, I've squatted probably six, I think the most I ever squatted in my life was like 685 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I, I don't have, and I don't even have half the quality in my leg, even at my prime, that like a guy like Antoine has with his legs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it, didn't, it doesn't equate to like, oh, I lifted this weight. Why aren't my legs looking like that guy's? Because I'm not fucking built like that. Yeah, and it's and not I, fucking powerless. Yeah, and it's like, and I don't, and just because I lifted the weight, it doesn't automatically mean, oh, now you get to develop. 
it's like, no, you're, you're bound to your genetics and your, your natural lines and the way your muscle bellies are and how they sit. And you can maximize those to the best of your ability. But, like, after a while, you have to understand, like, it's just about stimulating the muscle, getting the muscle to grow, stressing it enough to cause a response. And then we see where you're at. We can't, like, get you a leg that you don't genetically have available to you. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> there's kind of the inverse thing of that happening, like, in, in my world where it's like, I don't need to see a fucking physique update from a power lifter. I don't care. Like, you know what I mean? Like on our end of things, it's like, I don't give a fuck what somebody's body fat percentage is. Cause we're like, it's, it's he who lifts the most weight wins on my end of things. So like, and we see a lot of guys like who want to get jacked and want to get all this stuff. But it's like the guys who are really jacked and really lean powerlifting, like they would be jacked and lean no matter what the fuck they were doing. And a lot of them are hurt all the time because they're so dried out. Um, as far as like the PR thing, like I've heard you kind of go on, um, you know, rants or whatever you want to call them about bodybuilders trying to PR things. I guess like my question of that is how do you feel about the like the progressively heavier weights the way that like you know like Mike Isretel talks about it uh, a lot where it's like small incremental um, you know jumps in weight will help you put on more muscle are you saying that it's like all intuitive based on the day and PRs don't matter or do you track those things or encourage people to track those things Like, okay, fuck, that feels good. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, let's push the 
envelope until we understand that it's like diminishing returns, like our forms failing and our we're just basically swinging weight and so let's back off, right? So I just think that people should be more focused on like how they're connecting to the weight that they lift and the workout that they're the workout that they're prescribed should be viewed as like an overall thing. I think to think of every lift in your workout as we're trying to better every lift is sacrificing the workout as a whole. Okay. In the sense that like I don't I don't want my first exercise to, for lack of a better term, blow my fucking load because I've still got four other exercises to do. Right. And the name of the game in bodybuilding the name of the game in bodybuilding is blood flow and blood volume. And getting that muscle to engorge and fill up and expand and like fucking really tear that muscle down cause some damage, right? So why don't we cause that damage over the duration of the workout? Sure, it can have its ups and downs and like peaks and valleys, but like let's have an overall great workout and understand like how we're moving within each set as we're doing it and then understand that at the end of the workout, we've exhausted the muscle trained and we're good with what we're doing. So it's like I would make the mistake in my younger years where I'd prioritize my bench, sorry, my incline bench, so I do like some type of warm up exercise, like a fly maybe, and then I go right into like trying to fucking dominate incline barbell press, and I try and get up to like five weeks to five, and how many I get, and I drop off that, and you know I mean I get partials, and then I found like when I would move on to my second exercise, my fucking gas tank's already half empty. Right. So like I'm not really getting much out of this other work. So in that sense, I'm becoming a powerlifter in the sense of like I'm focusing on one lift in my workout, but my workout is designed to hit all this, to hit all the fibers of my chest, let's say, and I'm only fucking stimulating like certain areas and really damaging certain areas, and other areas are getting left completely fucking untouched because I'm not dedicating the same amount of effort, the same amount of focus to the, to the lifts that are targeting those areas because I was so concerned about the big lift. Yeah, that, yes. Okay. It's like my, my view of, my view of a training session, let's say for back, is like, I want to, I want to open up my back to start. So like, we all walk around tense, pinched, and our shoulders are up, we're fucking, whether it's stress or just like, however we normally function. So let's get our back to open up and like, expand which it doesn't get to do a lot unless there's a weight pulling it forward and you're like purposely stretching and so like I'm going to open up my back to start and then like say my focus that day I want to do a lot of lat I want to do a lot of lat work so I'm going to get a lot of blood flowing through a back that's opening and closing so that I can understand my back's open now now I can understand my lat's open because my lat is no longer tucked in my back's in like a relaxed kind of pump state and I was like I can I can engage with my lat better when my back move on to my lat work and it's all about like this idea of like I've said it a million times like I view my body part I'm training as like I'm inflating a beach ball so like I'm slowly filling this thing with air right mm -hmm. so I want to keep pumping air into this ball getting it bigger and bigger and bigger and I want to take it to the point where it's like on like at critical density and it can pop and I want to stop okay. I want to I want to fill that thing and I want to expand and that ball until the point where it's like almost ready to fucking burst and then I walk away from my 
and then we, we leave it with that lasting impression of like this is this is as far as I can go and now it gets used to like dissipating to like a smaller going back down from not pump but it knows the range that it can now go right so it's like when you understand like you're in, and you think of things in this inflating term then you start to understand like as a bodybuilder that's going to elicit development and physique changes and like roundness fullness hardness because I've inflated that muscle to its max density and now I'm going to go tomorrow and do chest let's say I want to constantly feel like I'm inflating the, inflating the muscles that I'm training to maximum density and then leaving them do you, you're always ready to go back to that state and push even further do I don't want to like it's almost like these guys are now like blow, ex, like blow up the ball explode it get another ball blow up explode it <laughs> and get another ball so do you uh, do you have people do that like uh, as they get better and better they're able to like intuitively know when enough is enough because that's like the that's like the tipping point right so it's like how much is too much as far as like a pump you know, I'd, almost, I'd almost rather I'd almost someone rather them I'd rather them err on the side of doing not enough than doing too much. Okay. Because doing too much, falling on the side of doing too much is leading to like things we talk about where it's like we're, we're, we might be traveling into the injury area where we're, named, we're not locking down the way we should, we're not as focused as we could be. Next thing you know, like secondary muscles are taking over, we're like overcompensating, pushing too hard, we're jerking. So it's like I'd rather play with that line and be on the other on the air on the side of caution as, a, as like a, someone who's just beginning to lift or someone who's learning how to lift like that because it's like there's always another workout. Right. And to view every workout, to view every workout as the last workout or the next thing or like I'm getting better every workout. Yeah, you are technically, but it's also not your last workout ever. So like understand that like we have lots of this sport of bodybuilding is a fucking marathon it's not heat to the sprint you understand like so I gotta do this for a long time over like a long duration of time and I gotta consistently be good at it I can't just keep blowing my load and like it's like a sprinter a sprinter doesn't go out at sprinting practice you don't see these guys hitting top speed they don't do it they like 60% burst for 20 yards, cruise for 80, whatever the fuck it is, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, you understand that the more that you're working at top, top speed or top, top capacity, there's more chance that shit can go wrong. Like, and especially when it comes to bodybuilding, if we're working in that 90 percentile zone all the time, where we're coming to this literally, literally failure, I'm not talking form failure, like literally muscular failure, where like weight's collapsing on us, us to pull it off, you're cruising a fine line then, where like bad, bad shit can happen. Yeah, that's sort of the young young man's aspect of it, right? Like that's the young guys who yeah, think. Like a lot of, and that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of young guys are into that. And it's like, yeah, you're getting away with it now. I got away with it. <laughs> you're getting away with it now. But trust me, when it comes time, the dividends aren't going to pay off the way you want them to, man. Because it's like if you're always fucking pounding and pounding and pounding and pounding and not understanding that this is like a process. But just under, like it takes time and you just have to put in the work it's monotonous it's like there's no racing to get to where you get 
lead you into a wall. So, like, if you're not going at a good pace where you can avoid obstacles and, like, break when needed and understand, like, I can maneuver and get out of the way of this or get around this, if you're just 100 miles an hour all the time, it's hard to get out of the way of shit that's coming at you, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, Holy 
pulling them down on the bench. Like, <laughs> it's like, can you stand up and your legs are the size of my fucking forearm, man? Like, the fuck are you, how are you thinking that this is doing something? Right, yeah, I obviously it's not. Like, well, I lifted, I lifted that old weight, so fuck, my legs are jacked. No, they're not, dude. <laughs> the guy, the guy, three row, three machines down, who's packed squatting two plates and sitting at the bottom and understanding how to engage his quad and flex off his feet, and like really, like work through the range of motion and flex his actual leg, which he's training, has legs that are three times the size of yours, and he's doing a quarter, a third of the weight. But these guys, they can't compute it in their head. They still fucking do it. Yeah, you know, the, the funny thing is uh, I trained at Westside for a little bit and Louie used to talk about how the way that powerlifters train with the heavy weights, like one of the reasons is because it allows us to stay in our weight class and get stronger while not getting bigger. And it's like, it, that's like the, the fact of the matter, right? It's like lifting the bigger weights, you can get stronger. It's, it's like if you're doing it with good form and you're doing fucking doubles and singles, you're not going to get a whole hell of a lot bigger. You're just going to get stronger at moving those weights. It's like the complete opposite of what you guys are trying to do over there. Do you think there is, let me ask you this, do you think there's hope <laughs> for this generation of like weirdo, like uh training in slides, poofy hair, like 18-year-old fuckboy kids. Like, do you think that there's, like, hope for them? Are there people on the come-up in your industry that are, like, pushing them in the right direction, like, other than yourself? Yeah, there is. There is, but sadly, the voices are, like, the voices are muted behind the stupid voices that are speaking even louder, right? Like, <laughs> Did you need to do that to get the fucking legs that you, that you have? Because you could probably get it 
squished, dude. My legs would be huge. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's not paying off. It's not directly correlating, nor is it causing necessarily. The workload is over time. But it's not one set. It's not one rep. It's not one workout. It's the amalgamation of all those things over a long period of time that causes the change. So why are you so concerned about hitting these hitting these maxes as a, as a bodybuilder? Because you know that the number one thing you need in bodybuilding is just time. So do the work over the time and get better. Fucking right, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's, I it I seems so obvious. Um, it seems obvious, but everyone's fucking brain dead. <laughs> Well, I uh, <laughs> I like to I like to end shows with a question that I ask. I change it based on who I have. And um, with you here, you have a lot of experience, and obviously, I've seen some stuff about you. You've done some wild shit in your life and been in many different places and whatever. But um, if you could give uh, like a uh, like a small piece of advice to someone who is just starting their, uh, you know, they've decided that they want to be pursue bodybuilding, what is like the piece of advice that maybe you wish you had when you started? Slow down and enjoy the process. Fuck Don't yeah. be like, like I said, you, there's, there's no race. There's no racing to get to where you want to go in the sport. There's no like, don't get me wrong. You can, ex, you can expedite the process a lot taking certain drugs and eating well and training hard and you can all this stuff's gonna happen but even if you're doing all that where you're enhancing yourself and you're causing all this expedited growth it still takes time it's not overnight it's not over a month it's not over a year it's like just do the work be consistent and whatever you do stay injury free if you stay injury free and you stay consistent and you work your ass off you're gonna be light years ahead of the guy who's a fucking jackass in the fucking squat rack, <laughs> wrapping his knees and trying to fucking trying to set world records and like cranking juice to levels that he shouldn't crank it to, and doing all this shit. If you just stay consistent and progressively get better, because your weights will go up over time. It's a natural byproduct of you not of you getting stronger. You're going to need more weight to create more resistance because things get too light. Mm. So when that happens, up the weight a bit. It doesn't have to go up 40 pounds, it can go up five pounds. If five pounds isn't enough, then try 10 pounds. You know what I mean? Like these incremental changes don't need to be so fucking drastic, right? And that's the mistake I made. I was in a race to get to be the size I wanted to be. And I and I paid for it in the, in the fucking, now that I'm turning, I'll be 42 in a week, I'm paying for it now because I've had two hip surgeries. I have a full hip replacement because, like, I thought just these little aches and pains and tweaks and little whatevers were normal, and all this clicking and cracking when I took off massive weight and squatted, it was just like, would just go away. And it's like, where did it get you? A fake hip. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I wouldn't change what I've done because I because I've learned a lot and I I train my ass off and I I respect people who train their asses off and work hard. But there's just like a time when it's just like if you're standing there and you're like, man, like I'm not sure that I should be doing this. 
That's probably a good indicator that you should. <laughs> and listen to that voice. Like, listen to that voice. And if it's like, oh man, this like this seven plate squat seems like it could be really cool to happen, but in my mind, I'm like, man, I don't know about this. Feel free to drop it to six, man, and just do some reps. <laughs> I, I have a rule. At the end of the day, it's all good. Yeah. I have a rule that if. At the end of the day, it's all good. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, if I, uh, I have a rule that if I have to look at someone and say, should I take another one, then I probably shouldn't. Like, if I'm asking somebody, then the answer, I know the answer already. Um, You're just looking for someone to, like, take the, yeah. the blame on if it goes wrong. Exactly. They can take the blame. Well, dude, hey, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're a fucking busy guy. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? Where's Where's the best place to, to uh, consume your content? Just uh, my YouTube channel, Wicked Trainings, and uh, just my Instagram, Big White Fanwick. Are you doing... I don't have a lot of other... Are you doing any training of people, like, online or anything like that? No, I don't do anything online because I don't, if I can't see someone move, I'm not going to tell them what to do. Okay. I'm not having my name associated, I'm not having my name associated with shit movement and, like, garbage <laughs> training, so. Okay. I'm not going to, like, give you, I'm not going to give you the program and you're just butchering it and then shouting me out and be like, oh, Mike gave me this program. I was like, no, I would have never let you bench like that. <laughs> Well, sick. Everybody make sure that you follow Mike on Instagram and his YouTube. His content is fucking sick. Anybody who follows the trigger warning stuff and what I've been doing, you will vibe with this stuff. It definitely has a like an edgy chip on his shoulder type of vibe. So make sure you follow him. Uh, make sure you follow my personal page, AnthonyCW13, and the trigger warning page, trigger underscore warning underscore conjugate for all of your powerlifting mental Monday needs. That's what we got for today. Thanks again for listening to the TWC Stay Hated podcast and as always stay hated motherfuckers